Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Southern Area High School Athletic Leadership Council All-In Podcast. I'm your host, Dennis Stanton, Athletic Director here at the high school. Very excited. We have episode six uh, here today with a very special guest. Um, uh, just quick note, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in, giving us good feedback uh, on our episodes thus far. Um, uh, and those that are new to our podcast, you know, our, our goal, our purpose is very simple. We're trying to provide a platform for student athletes to share their sports journeys in hopes that others will learn and grow. We have an awesome guest here today who's had a lot of different um, examples of his sports journey with, with football and baseball and even basketball. We're going to talk about that here today, too. Uh, but episode six, coming at you here, we have Jacob Horton. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. You are the man. Thank you for carving out some time. Uh, coming off an incredible season, we had your teammate and longtime friend on here, Evan Cutzler, uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, Jacob, you're just coming off the district championship uh, for the football team. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your experience this year, uh, things that you remember, things that you liked about this season, obviously, aside from winning that championship? Um, this is my favorite season to date, probably, for football, because I think the relationship between the team was, like, really special. Um, I've never been on a team that's probably had more special relationships with, um, other than this team. Mm. Um, I think that's really what makes a team the best that they can be because you can have as much skill as you need. You can be D1 athletes, but if you don't have the chemistry and if you aren't like together with everything, then the team isn't going to be a team. And we proved that this year. So I think that's I really think understanding and stuff like that. A hundred percent, man. I think it's really well said. You could have a ton of talent, but if you don't have that core relationship, and the chemistry and the culture, it's really hard to win games. Yeah. Uh, over, your, you know, over the course of the last eight months, seven months with this football team, you talk about that relationship piece and the chemistry and culture. What are some things that like you and, um, and some of the other leaders did to create that culture? Can you give, us, can you give our listeners maybe some examples? Um, I think that we really focused on being like one family. We didn't do anything separately. Like everything was together. If we went out to Chick-fil-A, we invited everyone, um, especially when we were going through hard times together, like we were having a frustrating week. We would sit everyone down, see what the problem was. The captains and the offense would just get in the huddle and see what was happening with everyone because that happened in like the Monday before our Penridge District Championship game. Um, <clears throat> we, had a, we had a little problem, so we all got together. We focused up, saw what happened, and then the next four days we had the best practices of the week, and then we came out and beat Penridge. So. Yeah, I love that. Evan kind of spoke to that a little bit as well. And I think so many times in sports, we, whether it's a coach to a player or a player to a player, we hold off on those conversations. And when we don't have those conversations, it's filled with negativity. That gap of communication is filled with negativity. When looking at your own leadership model, um, you're, you're one of the best leaders that we've had. Uh, both the way that you carry yourself. Obviously, you're a very hard worker in the weight room. You're a hard worker at practice. You're a hard worker during games. You're an animal. Um, but the leadership model and style that you choose to kind of deploy, like, can you tell our listeners a little bit, like, what's worked for you in leading other people, like individual, like, conversations or group conversations? Or, you know, how do you hold people accountable? Um, I think it's a lot easier to do it as a group. Okay. Um, as an individual, I feel like you can't really get your point across. I feel like the individual doesn't really listen to one person. But if like a, if you're, all their captains are together and 
trying to help them in a positive way, I think it's more reflective on them and mm. it helps them a lot more. Um, I think as a as a leader, I've been more of a lead by example person, but this year I think I've tried really hard to um, be like more positive and try to like help people along and bring them with me. Yeah, yeah, I, I have seen that because um, you are like sometimes people would say you play angry, mm-hmm. right? Like especially on the defensive end. I mean, I look back at the Springford game; those were some of the hardest hitting tackles I've ever seen at the high school level. Um, what's kind of your mindset going into the game? Like when, when people say that you play angry, you play tough, how do you get yourself excited for a game? So like if we're thinking about, you know, we're at the Penridge game and you're in the locker room and coach is going over stuff, what's kind of your mindset going into the game? Um, I just think that I have to lead this defense. I have to be the leader. I have to, if I do what I need to do and do my role, then everyone else will see that. Mm. and follow and do the same thing that I've been doing. So I just try to lead by example and be there for all my other teammates when they do something good. So um, I'm not much of a mad person. I don't know why yeah. it comes across, but I just like <laughs> Have to, you heard that before? Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, I'm a, I like to be aggressive sometimes. Yes. I, I get a little bit of angry strokes, yeah. but especially when something doesn't go my way, I just – I just put it. I just put it off and go to the next play and try to take it out on the other team. Yeah, yeah. We. Uh, I'm thankful. We were thankful to have you on our team. With some of those hits. Uh, you just had an incredible year, and I, I'm so happy for your own individual success. Thank obviously, you. our team success as well. Um, you know, when you look back, um, if we pivot just a little bit to a different sport, obviously in baseball, you know, you've been a three-year starter. You know, as a sophomore, you were a huge member of that state championship team um, that that won in, at Penn State. When you look at those two different seasons and those two different championships, does do you favor one more than the other? Like, you, do you think, like, ah, oh, this one, I like this, this was more enjoyable to me, or are they both kind of special in their own right? Um, I think both were underdog stories. Um, both we were picked to be not even in the, in the runnings for championships. Mm. But baseball, I think the whole, like, atmosphere, it was just a little bit different. I think, like, after the win – I didn't, didn't like actually settle in that I, we actually won until like a month later until like, I think until like we got our, <clears throat> until we got our rings at the basketball game. Yes. I can, I, that's like when I actually sank in, but <clears throat> for football, I think that it was just more of a family type feel. Like it was, it was like iconic that we actually won the district championship and seeing like coach Cipriano crying on the sideline because we won was uh, really special. Yeah, that was super special. Um, I said before on this podcast, I get goosebumps thinking about that night and watching you guys raise that trophy and, you know, you and Jalen and Angus and yeah. Evan who've been together for so long. And I see you guys like tears in your eyes. I mean, it was just such a special moment. Um, I think about to just the adversity that you guys had to overcome this year with COVID-19. And I look back on like July 6th when you guys first came to campus and we're all wearing masks Mm -hmm. and we're just, uh, there was a lot of uh, student athletes practicing. Like it seemed like this was a a time of uh, an escape almost, Mm -hmm. you know, you guys were locked down for three months. And when you guys first started working out all throughout July, we had a lot of football players coming to those workouts. Can you talk a little bit about those workouts as it relates to COVID-19 and the situation that was in front of you guys? Like, was it that kind of escape and it did it allow you to kind of bond quicker? 
yeah, I think that it helped us bond and I think it helped um, motivate everyone really a lot more. I think there was a lot more motivation on this team than past years to do something with it because we didn't know if we were going to win or play or not. So I think that the motivation to like be the best and we knew that we could win in our conference and we knew that we could win because we we were really confident, I think, even though everyone else was doubting us. Sure. Um, I think that COVID kind of helped us in a way because it helped us with our shorter shorter season, I guess. But we still everyone knew what they were doing. Everyone put in the hard work, and it just all happened. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I, I used to love coming to practice, seeing you guys before practice started. You know, just running routes. I mean, yeah, you, you would even you, you would play wide receiver some yeah. of the times out there, and. Uh, you know, that just looked like it was an escape for everybody yeah. to be with your friends, to be with your teammates. Um, and then to see that all the way through into the championship was just incredible. Yeah, I think um, everyone just just thankful to be out there and be with their friends and family to even watch. Like, yeah, we didn't even think my parents were were really upset when they were like, we can't come. We can't come. Like, <laughs> so to be able to come to like and have like family members that. Like that weren't my parents come. That was really important and special because it was my last year. So sure. No, I know they are huge supporters of you and your brothers, and and have been part of Saturday football for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, when I look at you know, if we if we just go past that Penridge game to obviously uh, the state game against St. Joe's Prep, uh, you guys were had an incredible valiant effort in fighting back at that game and making it a close game. Uh, can you maybe talk to our listeners about playing that caliber of athlete? Um, you know, the level of athlete of which you played against the St. Joe's Prep with multiple, multiple Division One players uh, going to very high level uh, to play college football? Um, it was really hard to stay focused. I mean, they were like, they were crazy good. They were huge. Um, it was really hard to keep up with them, and they were bigger and stronger than you. So it was a really important and, like, life lesson because you're going to always go through things like that. Like, you're always going to be on, like, climbing uphill in life. So. I think it was a really good lesson to the whole team. And the best part is, like, we're going to be seeing them playing college football. We're going to be seeing them playing NFL. We can say that we played them in high school and almost beat them. So. Yeah, I think it's a great memory to have. And I think that's so important for, for your team to learn and for our student athletes to learn is that there's always other people. There's other people out there working just as hard as you. Mm -hmm. There's other people out there that are just as good as you. Um, and, and that moves the bar, uh, you know, in, in a direction of motivation and working hard in the offseason to, to get better. Um, we've talked, uh, you've talked a little bit about like your performance and, and like next play mentality when you said, sometimes I get angry and I'm able to just kind of move on to the next play. Um, how are you, is, is there anything that you use, like any tools that you use to stay present in the moment? I've used you as an example in our athletic leadership council the one day, I think it was the Plymouth White Marsh baseball game yeah. where you had a really costly error mm -hmm. and then the next inning you had a home run. Yeah. Right. I yeah. think I have that that timeline correct. Mm -hmm. So, like, is there something that you use to like kind of stay mentally focused in a baseball game or in a football game to kind of play present? Um. Or something you tell yourself, or I just think my dad has always instilled that in me. My I've been playing since I was like five years old. I always used to get mad, and that would always affect my game. Every every game after the after the game, he would always tell me like, "You got to move on. You got to keep your head straight." Mm. So I just think back to those times. Um, my dad really instilled that in my brain because it happened a lot when I was little. Yes. So now it's just now it's just 
happens automatically. Yeah, that's awesome. Shout out to Mr. Horton for teaching that lesson. You know, I, I think it's important too for parents, the parents that are listening, that uh, as a young age, you know, Jacob, what you did as a young age, you were a, a fierce competitor and always, I mean, I remember you at basketball camp in sixth grade. You wanted to win, like you wanted to, to win so bad. And I think it's important that we don't lose that fire and that, uh, you know, you, what you haven't lost. You, you play with such passion in, in football and baseball um, that you channel that in the right direction and learn to play in the present. Um, when did you start kind of thinking um, that football and baseball were your sport? Because obviously you played football, basketball, baseball for a long time. And I think a lot of people don't know uh, when Jacob was a freshman, he made the JV basketball team here. Uh, one of two people to do that. Him and Evan made the JV basketball team, which is a big deal. And I always kid him. I said, we need you back out on that court uh, to be a defensive rebounding enforcer. Uh, but when did you say, okay, football and baseball are going to be these two I'm, I'm going to focus on? Um, well, I started basketball in, like, middle school. I wasn't really – well, I, I adapted quick, but okay, it wasn't my strength. I feel like football and baseball were, like, my passion. I've always – I did it since I was little. But I actually started basketball to stay in shape so I could play in baseball and, like, so I could – play football and baseball and basketball together so I can just keep going throughout the year. Um, but it actually, like, I really liked it a lot. So I, it came to, like, 10th grade, I think, when my parents sat me down. I was, and it wasn't really I, – I didn't think I could do all three at the same time. So, and I think that the winter was a really important part of getting ready for baseball. Sure. So I decided to forego basketball that year. And it was pretty upsetting because I actually liked it a lot. So right. I played – so I forgot to sign up for Shiba. So I played last year, and it was really enjoyable. It was a lot of fun getting back on the court with everyone. Um, I mean, I would be down to play. <laughs> Coach Brown, if you're listening, we might be able to sneak this guy in. Um, so with, with respect to uh, football and baseball, when you think of your best individual performance, you've always been a team guy uh, since you've been here at Southern Area High School. Uh, but looking at individual performance uh, in your four years for football, what was your best game? Can you kind of describe that game? Football, um, <clears throat> I think it would be a tie between Springford and Penridge this year. I think just because of like the overall passion I had for winning that those two games, it was just, I was just made my play 10 times better, I think. Yeah. Um, the junior year, I didn't have – I think I wanted to win a lot, but I don't think I had as much as I did this year. Yeah. And, I mean, Springford was amazing. I mean, we came back well, – you stayed up, but it was just crazy, like, the chemistry and stuff like we had. Like, everyone would applaud me and, like, say good job when I did something well, and then we'd do the same thing back. So – I think that just also fueled me to do better because no one was being like jealous or anything like sure, that. Sure, sure. Like after film, we'd all like congratulate each other for their good plays. Um, and then that just, that just fueled right into Penridge because I've always hated Penridge. <laughs> Penridge has always been our <clears throat> rival, especially yep. he's like Shane Hartzell's my kind of rival because I guess because he's also a very good linebacker in the league. And everyone's like, Everyone praises him also. So I guess I had to prove myself that game. Yes. I felt like I had to prove myself a lot. Um, and everyone everyone loves him. He's really good. He's going to Villanova. So <clears throat> I just think, like, I had to prove myself to be as in that caliber as him, which I think I did. But <clears throat> – 
he also, yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's a very good player. And I think uh, there's a lot to unpack there. You know, in those two games, what I remember, obviously, the hard-hitting, the ef- efficient tackling, but just how quick you were off the ball. Like you, you got to play so quickly uh, in, in de- defensively. Um, I do want to just talk about that motivation piece a little bit because we talk about it a lot in ALC, intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. And what we often tell student-athletes is, the intrinsic motivation is going to should be a big piece of it. You know, it should be a big piece of why you're doing what you're doing because you love to play, you want to succeed. But then there's this extrinsic element over here. Uh, you know, for example, the, the Shane, you know, the player on Penn Ridge that's motivating you to play better, motivating you to work hard. If you could think about like what motivates you, um, how would you break that down? Like, are you self motivated? Are you motivated by players like Shane? Are you motivated by your teammates? What, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think I'm motivated to be, I think I'm motivated more of like other players. I want to be better than other players. I always, I always like think of this after the game. I always want to be like after the game, I want people that are watching to be like, wow, that guy's good. And I want people to be like, be like impressed by my gameplay, I guess. Yeah. Because if I do that, then I like, it's like, it helps me like, feel like I'm doing what I need to do and helping not only like on a skill level, like being a good leader, like people I've talked to like college, college people like recruits, they always tell me how they see my leadership side of it also, not just my skill. And that's, and that's really important to me because that's also what my father has been instilling in me since I was little. You got to be, you can't be a selfish player. You got to be, someone who cares about the whole team, not just yourself. So I think that really in, motivates me to be who I am. Yeah, I, I can see that, and you're successful in that. Most games, most seasons, you've definitely been successful in, in being a selfless competitor, but just a fierce competitor. And someone that watches you play, like, is going to say that kid plays 100% all day. Um, you talked about your best performance in football. Let's take a look at baseball. I know we had last season off with COVID-19, but – you think back to that sophomore season, mm-hmm. state championship. Is there a game individually that you think was your best game? And you yeah. can talk us about that. Um, I think the one that I was most showed up for was in the Chamonix game, state semifinals. Mm. Um, my first at bat, I hit a home run. Where was that? Was that it? That was at Boyertown. That was at Boyertown. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. that was a crazy game. Yes, great um, stadium. Yeah, Jordan Morales came in and shut him out. They did great. Um, you had yeah. two home runs, though, right? Not that, not that not game. game. Um, Nishamini, we hated. We played them twice earlier in the season. We had, we were like, I think we had a fight with them one of the games, so we hated them. Yeah, it was a, definitely a new rivalry that's going to happen. <laughs> um, so the first at bat, before that, I was like, I had the butterflies. I was shaking. Um, I felt like I was actually going to throw up because it was just a nervous, nervous sure, time. Sure. Um, and the pitcher was a pretty good pitcher. Um, and I went up there. I just took a deep breath. And I just let my let my swing do it. And I hit it over the fence. And, uh, yeah, it was really exciting. And all the teammates came out and gave me high fives and stuff. Everyone was happy. And it's, nothing's nothing's more important than ringing that gong after you <laughs> after you score. So. So it was really, really exciting. Yeah, for, for our listeners, that season two years ago, baseball state champs, after every single run, 
they had a gong that they would bang uh, after after the run, um, which was an interesting um, unifying mm-hmm. kind of symbol of the team. Um, let's talk a little bit about the nervous energy leading up to an at bat or a game, because we've talked on this podcast before. If, if you're someone that says, I don't get nervous, um, I want you to be on the podcast because we want to figure that out. Yeah. Everyone has performance anxiety. Everyone has those butterflies. But I don't know if you can remember, but if, if you're like uh, up next to bat and you're, you're practicing your swing and you're nervous, when you step into the um, batter's box, does the nerves go away or does the nerves not go away until you hit the ball? And what um, does that look like? I think it goes away right when, right when I step into that box. Okay. Um, it's definitely like intimidating once you get up there. Yeah. Especially if it was like a really good pitcher. Sure. Um, because it's really hard to like hit hard pitchers, especially in baseball, especially when they have like really good pitches and they're going D1. Yeah. Um, but once you get up there, you just like focus in. It's, I think it's like really important that you focus in because if you're nervous, you're not going to hit the ball. And if you're scared, you're not going to swing. So Mm. I think it's really important to just buckle down. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important for our listeners to hear, especially the student athletes that are tuning into this episode, you know, the, the home runs that you hit, the doubles, the triples that season as a sophomore. Um, from afar, as a fan, you would say that this kid does not feel anything. He just goes up and hits the ball. But, you know, everybody has that, that performance anxiety. And you're right, you, won't, you said you felt like you were going to throw up and then you hit the ball out of the park. I mean, it's just an incredible dynamic in sports. Do you get nervous before football games or at any oh, point yeah. in the game? Okay. Yeah. Um, does that go away once it starts or – yeah, the same, it's the same feeling. Right when the kickoffs goes, I'm out there and ready to play. Um, actually, in halftime, when it's like a really close game, I just go and lay down and just close my eyes and relax real, real quick. Like, because I can really feel my heart pumping after okay. after halftime. So I just lay down, close my eyes, and just take a couple, a few breaths. Do you think about anything, or do you just kind of just clear your mind? Yeah, I just clear. I just relax. I yeah. just try to focus on what I need to do next because if what I do can really like affect what the team does. Yeah. So I just try to be calm, cool, and collected. I love it. Once I come out. I love it. You know, we, we talk about, um, you know, the best leaders are able to really change the temperature in a room, you know, the, the thermostat leader, not the thermometer leader. And you, yeah. you are a thermostat leader. You know, I think people um, are able to garner energy from the vibe that you're bringing both in baseball and in football. Um, You've talked about the chemistry on both teams, both baseball and football. Um, is there a student athlete that you can think of that has inspired you, whether it was football or baseball, just one particular student athlete, and how – like what attributes did they have that inspired you? Um, I think he's been really talked about a lot. He's been really a leader in the last years. It was Andrew Vince. Mm. Um, he, was, he was just a phenomenal athlete. He was one of the best people I've ever met. Um, he's just – he was never down on anyone, even when like negative things popped up. He was always like, let's go. We got this. Mm. Um, <clears throat> he was always, like you said, in the ALC, he's always carrying the water if no one's going to carry it because he's that kind of captain. Um, and I just think that that really helped me and the other captains know what to do as a captain this year. So he set a really good example for us, I think. Yeah, it's a great example. Shout out to Andrew Vince. Uh, for being that servant leader that so many have learned from, including myself. Um, what about your favorite teammates? I know you've had a bunch of them. Um, your favorite teammate of all time. If you can't pick one, pick two, pick three. <clears throat> and why? Um, hmm, that's a hard one. Um, 
I don't know. I guess for football, I'd probably say Evan because we've just been – we've known each other since – we played basketball. We played football together. We just know each other. Um, for baseball, there's the whole senior – the whole senior class of my sophomore year was hilarious. I love being around <laughs> them. So, I don't know. It's hard to choose. Yeah, that was a great bunch. And I'm glad you can't choose. I'm glad that you've had that uh, many relationships. And, and that's mm -hmm. how you started this conversation today was relationships. Uh, is so important in sports. Um, before we let you go, we have five quick hitter questions that we've asked all of our guests. Um, you kind of talked about halftime, you know, getting yourself uh, in, in a mindset to get ready for the second half, but what's your favorite pregame song? And, and if it's different, like if it's if for football, it's this and baseball, it's that, or pregame genre type of music, um, what do you got there? Favorite pregame song? Um, I think I like uh... – I like Travis Scott to get me in the mood for football. Okay. He gets he gets me going. Um, but if I'm in more of a relaxed mood, like I'll put on some country music. Before a football game. Yeah. Yeah. You you just never seem relaxed, man. You got <laughs> warrior out there. Uh, favorite food. Uh, I gotta go with steak. Steak. Steak's my favorite food. Who's making the steak at your house? Are you making it, Dad? Your um, my dad makes it, but Outback Outback steak with mac and cheese is a place to go. Ooh. Listen yeah. to that outback. Maybe a, a future sponsor of the podcast. Uh, favorite pro athlete. Let's go with football and baseball. I want you to give me favorite pro athlete of football, favorite pro athlete baseball. Um, baseball would probably be Mike Trout because he's an outstanding player and he carries himself really nicely. He's, you never hear him getting in trouble or anything like that. Mm. For football, <clears throat> um. Well, I would say Carson Wentz for the same thing, but I don't know how I feel anymore about that. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's going through a tough time, and I think every athlete goes through what he's going through, yeah. and uh, unfortunately, he's under a microscope. Mm -hmm. um, I hope it works out for him. I, he's an easy guy to root for. Yeah. Uh, we, you and I have talked a lot about recruitment. Um, where are you looking right now? Maybe you want to share with our audience, like, you know, your top three schools or top four schools that you're looking at, and are you looking to play both or mostly just football, you think? Um. I've had some offers to play both. I'm at a D3 level, so for a D3, I'd probably go to your Sinus or Lebanon Valley. Okay. Um, I have a couple PSAC schools for baseball, like Kutztown and Bloomsburg. And then I also have PSAC schools for football, Shippensburg. That's it. Okay. I think. Gotcha. Coach Gallagher from her Sinus, if you're listening, get it done. You heard, you heard her Sinus on the list. Um, so you go to college. Where do you see yourself in five years? Um, <clears throat> obviously, I'm not gonna go to the NFL, no matter much, no how, no matter how much I want to, because you know, it's it's just a different breed of human that goes to the NFL. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'd really like to have a stable job that I can just be like. I don't know. I feel like if I have a stable job, I can just keep building up, and then hopefully, just support a family later on in my life because that's really all I really want to do. I love it. I love it. Um, you've been such a big piece of our athletic programs, baseball, football, athletic leadership council, and have inspired so many younger players in our building more than you know. Um, so what advice would you have for your younger self? You're now a senior. If you look back uh, on your freshman self or your eighth grade self, what advice would you have for that person? Um, <clears throat> hmm. As an athlete, I think that it's important. 
I think it's important to be more outgoing than you are ingoing. Like in the freshman year, for sophomore year, I was more based on myself. I sure, think. sure. But as the years goes on, I feel like I've alternated more towards being a team player and seeing how important it is to not only think about yourself but everyone else and how much it makes you feel good to be better to other people. So yeah. yeah. It's it's a so interesting dichotomy because the selfless <laughs> approach to being an athlete, um, there is a selfish mindset to it because of what you're alluding to. You feel good about it. When you're mm-hmm. a good teammate, you're a good leader and you do the right things, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, and you've done that to a T. And I know our, on behalf of our coaches, we're so thankful that everything you've done for thank us. Um, and we, we wish you the best of luck moving forward. Um, thank you for the time here today, man. This Thanks was a lot me. of fun. I appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have a great Christmas. And uh, we will see you either on in the Shiba basketball world, or maybe we'll steal you for Saturday, but we'll definitely see you on the uh, on the diamond here this spring for baseball. Sounds good. Thank you very much. You got it.